Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, where we share our opinions on hot topics relating to personal development, work, mindset, and expectations put on women. We also sometimes interview your favorite women influencers, founders, and corporate baddies and get the raw, uncut stories behind what they had to endure and grow through to become the version of themselves that we admire today. I'm your host, Donnie. And I'm Gabby. Now let's Let's get get wealthy. Hey, you guys. Say hey, Gabby. Hey. So we're going to tell you guys a little bit about us. (laughs) She's she's already trying to take a selfie. Okay. So, (laughs) oh, you're trying to look at yourself. Okay. Um, Yeah, we were trying to make sure we look okay on camera because the monitor is so small. I need to get another monitor so we can see ourselves bigger. Anyways, welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. We wanted to do an episode, a quick episode, where we explain who we are so you can get to know us better, what this podcast is all about, what Wealthy Woman is all about. Um, So let's just hop right into it. So I am the CEO of Wealthy Woman. My name is Donnie, for those that don't know. (laughs) Wealthy Woman is expanding into a lifestyle brand and um, a media company. And so this is our first big project for wealthy women outside of our clothing. And I wanted to have an amazing co-host that brought something different to the table than I bring. So (laughs) because um, I just want to make sure that you guys can relate to us and hear somebody's opinion that sounds like something you would agree with. So why don't you tell us why you're transitioning wealthy woman? Okay, great idea. So with Wealthy Woman, I wanted to transition Wealthy Woman because I, as people started really taking to the brand and I was getting a lot of, I don't know, I just realized people were resonating with it, like heavy, right? And I was like, okay, there's something here. Like it's more than clothing, right? Mm-hmm. But what what else can I do with it? And um, I also was noticing that with my business that I had, Not that I didn't want the business, not that it wasn't a good business, but everything revolved around me and my face. And so when you have a business like that, one, nothing can happen without you, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything, I have to do everything. And you don't Um, have a true business if you can't step away and it still function. Exactly. So I was like, okay, that's not good. And then investors, from an investment standpoint and scaling, um, I there no one would cut a check for that because that's really risky to investors or like it's just you, like this whole brand is built around you like that's not <laughs> you're not Kim Kardashian we're not gonna right? pay you right or what if you die yeah. tomorrow like what's gonna happen you know mm-hmm. so I had to think about that and so I was like okay that's not smart I mean it, it was a good business but I was like, let me let me restructure here and think about what else I can do and then wealthy women I had already started wealthy women. And you guys were really taking to it. So I was like, hmm, what else can we do here? That's when I came up with the idea to do like the media platform, right? And so I was like, okay, before we roll out this big platform, (laughs) what else can we do (laughs) to grow the community? Um, Because that's going to be like a really big project. And I was like, oh, a podcast. A podcast would be great. But I didn't want to do it by myself because then that means Wealthy Woman revolves around me once Mm -hmm. again. Um, so I was like, who could I get as a co-host? And I was talking to Jasmine 
And Jasmine was like, Gabby, Gabby would be a good person. And I was like, I thought about Gabby as well, but I didn't know if you would do it. So we didn't really know each other. <laughs> right. We, we didn't know each other that well. Um, we met, but like, that was it. So um, I was like, I don't know if she'd do it. And then I was also saying to Jasmine, I was like, I'm not sure if her personality would like, you know, like mesh well with mine because I don't know her like that. And she's like, I think it'll work. I think it'll be good. And I said, okay, cool. So, yeah, but you have to tell everybody else what else you do besides wealthy oh, woman. It's not just wealthy woman because I'm not even going to know how to describe what I do. So, <laughs> oh, so, so you, you can't be the only complicated one here. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So, um, outside of wealthy woman, of course we have the clothing, um, you know, the clothing side of wealthy woman. So you guys already know about that. We also have, or I also have the content crib, which is a new project that I just launched with Jasmine, um, it is... And we're shooting here at the Content Crib. We are shooting at the Content Crib right now. It is... Essentially, it's just like we turn apartments into spaces where you can create content. And we have three spaces. Um, one is like open to the public right now. The other two, we're working on fixing them up a little more. And then we'll release them this coming month. Um, well, when you're watching this, it'll probably be released. But yeah, so I have that. And then I also sell online courses. So that is the most popular way people know me is for um, my programs. I, for the past few years, have been teaching on e-commerce, how to start a beauty brand, all those wonderful things. Um, a lot of you guys, if you've been following me for years, you know that I had a beauty brand called Pivot Cosmetics. It was a skincare brand, uh, like a CBD skincare brand. And... It did really well. I just kept running into issues with the CBD part of things. And so I was like, let me just focus on teaching because so you pivoted. <laughs> exactly. So I pivoted. <laughs> you pivoted. You I'm the queen of pivoting. <laughs> no. Um, and that's actually where the name came from for pivot because I would with that, I was actually pivoting from something else. <laughs> wow. Okay. So but it also pivot goes a long way because you can pivot yeah. your skin from one way to another. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, it really means so many things. So we're just going to call it pivot. And people liked it. They loved it. Um, so, yeah. So I I was teaching at the same time that I had pivot, but I just decided to really double down on teaching because I was really enjoying that. I felt like my gifts were being used more. And then, you know. Like I said, I was running into issues with the CBD, so I was just tired of it. I was tired of the, of the struggle, and I was like, let me just teach. And so I started teaching, and so far I've taught over 8,000 people um, in my programs, which is insane, but I'm very happy with the impact I've been able to make with that. I don't, I don't think I ever want to stop teaching. Like I always want to be able to teach in some capacity because education is like really important to me now. Just because I've just seen how, I'll say especially with adults, children, absolutely, they need education. But <laughs> with adults, if you tell the right adult, like the one that's going to take action, if you tell them a piece of information that can change their lives. And they run with it. They run with it. And you see how they grow. And it's just crazy to me. And so I'm just like, the fact that I can even help somebody in that way, like that's important to me. So, yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> Back to you, Gabby. <laughs> so I am a realtor here in the Dallas area. Um, I've had my license, I want to say like 
almost three years now. Um, and yeah, so it's been crazy. I became a full-time realtor during the pandemic. I took it as God really telling me to leave my job because my sister had kept telling me like, you need to set a deadline. Like, when are you going to quit? When are you going to quit? Like, what's your date? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't have a date. What was your job? I worked in property management, so I was an assistant oh, property manager. Oh, uh, Jasmine was too. I, I, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that were in property management. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I quit my job during COVID, which was not ideal. Mm-hmm. I didn't have money saved. Um, I honestly don't know how I, like, lived my life that year yeah. because the last day that I worked was in June, and I didn't work mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't work for the rest of the year. Okay. I still had rent. I still yeah. had, you know, bills. I have a 10-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a single mom, so I take care of him, do all that. I It was just God. Like, wow. I had bank accounts that, like, apparently closed. And during COVID, you know, on the news, they were like, hey, you can go to this website and find money that the government is holding on for you from bank accounts that closed or any money that you may have out there that people yeah. owe you. So I found it out there was money there. Um, wow. And it was just like money would just appear. So, wow. It was, I love crazy. that. It wasn't like a bunch of money, but it was Ooh, enough it to was have enough. me live. Like, and that's what I needed. I need something to had a car note. I had, yeah. you know, and so the hardest part for me for quitting and going full time was like no health insurance, no steady paid income. Um, it's not just me. Like you see people do it all the time on Instagram or on YouTube, and they're like, I quit my job, and I did this. And I'm like, but you don't have anybody depending on you. So, like, mm, no, like, seriously, if, though. If I don't make money, he doesn't eat. Right. And I cannot have my son know what it is like to struggle. Like, I don't mind him having to hustle and work for it, but yeah. to actually, like, not be fed or be like, we can't do this because. Right. Or, like, well, where are we going to stay? Like, that was like, no. Like, I don't even yeah. want him to know that. Um. So, yeah, I'm a full-time realtor. Um, yeah, long story to say. short. <laughs> and then I also have an online clothing brand called 10 Minutes Late. I've had that since 2017, so it's now wow five years. Um, and started that during a really rough patch in my life because I just wanted something for myself. So yeah. um, I definitely don't focus on 10 Minutes Late like I should. I'll own up to it. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't put as much work into it as I need to. And I feel like if I did, then it would definitely flourish. Um, but yeah, so I do. I'm a realtor. I have my online boutique. I'm a full-time mom. Um, my All the things I'm not. Going so. <laughs> I'm like, Lord. Um, but yeah, and I'm born and raised in Dallas. I love that. Okay. No, I, I like what you said, though, about, you know, the fact that with your job, it's like, if, if your son, like, you have somebody depending on you. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the thing, because even when I tell my story all the time, um, I, like, people relate to it, but people definitely don't have, like, a lot of people that follow me or a lot of my students, they don't have the ability to take the same level of risk that I did because mm-hmm. I don't have a child, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, you just take care of you. I just take care of me. And, you know, it was, it was like, it wasn't okay, but, like, Cause okay, so with me back in 2019, um, right before the pandemic, I lost my job for the second time that year, mm. and this was in November of that year. So when that happened, I was like, okay, this is my second time losing a job this year. 
And I'm not even, I'm a great worker. I'm not even the kind of person. <laughs> that deserves to get fired. It, no, literally. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and the reasons that they were letting me go were just like, not even based upon my work. It was like, they, um, the second time I got fired, they didn't have enough money to pay me anymore. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I understand. And where my position ranked, it wasn't as important as some other people. So they had to cut me. Um, And what did you do before? I was, (laughs) so (laughs) I feel like we all worked in some type of apartment situation. Um, So I used to do um, social media management for apartment locating, like an apartment locating company. Yeah. So they're not in business anymore. But (laughs) yeah, they ran out of money. (laughs) That's why they had to let you go, though. Yes, that is why they had to let me go. But, um, yeah, so that, I was working there. And then before that, earlier that year, I was working at Nordstrom in the beauty department. And I loved that job. I almost worked at Nordstrom. Yeah. I I just, I don't know, something about Nordstrom that just makes my spirit happy. (laughs) (laughs) The the discount would have made me happy. (laughs) Right. And the customers there are different. Like, it was just a different vibe. I didn't feel... You know how, like, when you work certain jobs, it makes you feel sad inside? I didn't feel sad inside going yeah, to Nordstrom. Yeah, because Nordstrom is, like... Well, Zara's great, but, like, Zara would be here and Nordstrom would be here. Because exactly. I yeah. just feel bad for the people at Zara, hanging up all that clothes <laughs> all day. Like, I could not... So at Nordstrom, right. you know, it's, like, more organized. You're not yes. having to deal with that. The clientele is probably nicer. Exactly. Where Zara has, like, a mix. Exactly, uh, and people buy more when you when they come there, and you make commission, and, mm-hmm. and you make them great. feel good. Exactly, you make them feel good. You can take your time with the people because you know you're gonna make some money. So like, <laughs> you can sit there and do their whole makeup routine with them. It's fun. So I enjoyed that job. Um, that's but that's why you're really good at makeup. Yeah, it's like yeah, I've always been into beauty and stuff. Yeah. So after um, when I worked there, they found out that I had a beauty brand, and so at Nordstrom you can't. You can't do anything that competes with <laughs> what they sell. They knew that like, your, your stuff was good enough to be in the store. Well, basically. that was my thing. I was like, are you, do y'all really think I'm a competitor? Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, goodbye. But yeah, they were just like, you can't. Like, if we sell skincare, you can't sell skincare. You, we sell makeup, you can't. Like, that just, you can't do that. So I was like, oh, oh sorry, guys. <laughs> but they knew you were still going to be trying to get your commission. But I guess you could get more money if you were like, well, I actually have the CBD skincare. That yeah. That would be great for your skin. So you could do that and then put on this makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it was, Okay, yes, it was that. And I think also, too, um, the brands. So in, in Nordstrom, they're very um, heavy on selling according to how the brand wants you to sell. So they have a lot of reps come in. And like, like from the brands themselves, show they show you different things. Uh huh. So you're learning all of this like high information. Um, like it's not your typical. It's not like working at Sephora or well, kind of, but not not really. It's not like working at <laughs> Target. <laughs> exactly. It's not like working at Target. Like if you worked in the beauty department at Target or even Ulta, because I've worked at Ulta before. It's not like that. Like at Nordstrom, it's about the experience. And so you're learning sales on a different level. You're understanding even like with product. Like I learned so much. I learned like you literally. You learn all the ingredients and everything. Right. And I learned, I learned so much stuff that I use now and teach my students. Like it, it was that good of information. <laughs> so I understand why they're like that. They're just like you can't, you can't be a competitor because you're learning trade secrets. You're le- you know what I mean? And I could then, see if they would have heard that you were selling stuff to people. 
Right. I wasn't even doing that. Because that it, was kind of the same thing why I quit my apartment job. Because I had my license as a realtor. Oh. But I wasn't really selling real estate unless someone, like, just reached out to me. I mean, yeah. of course, I would have loved to sell you a home because that paid me a lot more than I was making there. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, something I was really doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. That makes sense. Yeah. For me, I, I was just stunned when they said that. Because I thought – I. When she sat me down, my manager, I thought I was about to get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I've been doing great, yeah. Thank right, you. because <laughs> there was a know. certain counter. I wanted to work at the Bobby Brown counter, and so I kept telling her that. And she was like, okay, we'll get back to that conversation really soon. And so I thought that was what this conversation was about. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's time for me to move to Bobby Brown. And so she was like, no, you need to leave. because Go move home. Go right? Home. Go home. So. Do not return. <laughs> Do not come back. Um, but, yeah, so then after that, that's when I started teaching. Um, because for me, teaching didn't really cost anything, you know? And I was like, I need to do something. Like, I, what skill do I have that mm-hmm. I can use right now? To make me some money. To make me some money. Because with skincare, you know this. Even with clothing and whatever, you have to pay money up front to get the stuff and then sell it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't even depend on this right now <laughs> to pay my bills. <laughs> so what else can I do? I can teach. And that, that t- costs nothing for me to do. Um, so I started doing that. And juggling those two became a lot, of course. But, yeah, it was... It was just a risk that most people cannot take, though, like you were saying. So, mm-hmm. I, I most people would have gotten another job. So, yeah. there's no way. I've been employed since I had my child. <laughs> well, not since I had him, but yeah. pretty much. Yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah. So that that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted um, Gabby on here. Like, one, she's a woman of color as well. Wealthy women's not just for women of color whatsoever but um she like i'm black (laughs) she's latina (laughs) yes (laughs) and so i'm like okay she brings something different different culture um she has a son she's 30 i'm 26 i'm sorry is it okay for me to say your age it's already out there (laughs) i don't care (laughs) people always think i'm much younger the other day i was getting my nails done with my son yeah well not with him but i forced him to come with me yeah. And he came to ask me a question, and he wanted to sat back down. And the guy was like, was that your brother? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, that's my son. <laughs> that is so much nicer. When I'm with my sister, well, not now, but when I was younger and I would go out with my sister, um, people would be like, is that your daughter? And I'm like, absolutely not. So People ask me and my sister that, too. Sometimes they'll get us confused. Really? Like, are y'all like mom and daughter? Like, wait, which one I'm did sure, you think was I'm the sure mom? Amber hates that. <laughs> I'm sure Amber hates it because I hate it. I'm like, are you trying to say I look that old? <laughs> like, look, we're only six years apart. It's not Gosh. drastic. Okay, yeah, me and my sister are 10 years. So it's a little, yeah, you can you can look a little older, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, but you can't have a kid when you're 10. No, exactly, exactly. But, yeah. Anyways, back <laughs> to, on topic. <laughs> so, yeah, so we wanted to do this podcast um, to, one, like I said, like we said at the beginning, to highlight you know, and talk about some different conversations that I feel like a lot of times men have these conversations or mm-hmm. even when you go to Forbes or whatever, people are writing articles about these things, but no one's really telling it specifically from a woman's perspective and no one is like being really raw and uncut and we're going to like, we're going to And gonna a lot of real. women have to go through things that men don't have to go through. Exactly. First off, we have periods. 
We have periods. Which brings mood swings. Exactly. It's not really us that has the mood swings. It's the periods. It's the periods. (laughs) And then we have to deal with these men in the first place. (laughs) We have to look presentable. We have to look presentable. You need to wear makeup. You need to brush your hair. Well, men, they don't have to wear makeup. They don't have to do all that. They don't have to do any of that. You can't be too, what's the word? Flamboyant. Yeah, like you can't be too sexy, flamboyant, none of that. And then on top of that, I feel like with, um, like just when you are trying to start a business or even if you're trying to work your way up in corporate, there's a lot of nuance to how you have to behave. Um, Like even with myself right now, I keep having conversations with everyone. Um, You know, stepping into this podcast is a little nerve wracking for me. I'm not going to lie. Okay, wait, side note, is it nerve wracking or nerve wracking? You can't ask me. My <laughs> uh, Spanish is actually my first language. And oh, okay. My mom's first language. And so my mom predominantly raised us. And so, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of words that I say yeah. backwards. Like, was it jam-packed? And it's like packed jam or things. No, it's jam-packed. <laughs> Maybe I say packed jam. I don't know, but I always say it backwards. And they're like, Gabby, that's not the way it goes. And I'm like, oh, oh. okay, well, my bad. I, okay. I don't know. That's, that's how I was raised. That's how yeah. she said it. So, oh, so I'm like I saying that. I say, like, backwards. But okay, y'all yeah. don't know what I mean. Anyway, I I just keep hearing people say different things, and at this big age, I still don't know if it's wrecking <laughs> or racking. To me, racking doesn't really make sense because I'm like it's wrecking your nerves. But I don't know. Anyways, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Um, it makes me nervous because I am not vulnerable, like online, and I want to be and I need to be, but I'm always. I'm always afraid of, like, the damage it'll do if I am vulnerable, if that makes sense. Like, I always feel like I need to show up a certain way to, like, get the job done. And so right now, I'm stepping into my founder role. I'm stepping into the stage of life where I'm just, like, known as the founder of Wealthy Woman. And with that, investors will be looking at what I say and what I do and if it's it's appropriate. (laughs) So... Mm. It's a little nerve-wracking. Racking. Um, it's nerve-wracking. Racking. Okay. So whoever I heard say that, they got it wrong too. Mm-hmm. So nerve-wracking. Um, but yeah, I'm just a little nervous, I think, you know, just about being transparent um, and just knowing like how far is too far because mm-hmm. I'm, I how can be an open book. much to say. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Jasmine <laughs> made a good point the other day. She was like, because I always say, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. And she's like, it's not that you don't know what to say. It's because you're being inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. <laughs> you're editing yourself. <laughs> exactly. So when you're editing yourself, you don't know what to say because it's not what you would actually say. If you, if you would just be authentic, you would just, it would just be, you know, like genuine. And I feel it would like just some things roll. you shouldn't say, but for a majority, you should be able to say whatever you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like sometimes I have to like filter myself on like my story of like not saying certain things or like mm-hmm. expressing certain ways or just stuff because people look at me on Instagram and they're like, well, this is how she is. Like, mm-hmm. do I want her to sell me a house? And it's not like, yeah. not like what I would say or anything would be like in a bad way. It's just being completely honest where yeah. a lot of times I am completely honest, but like something you, know, you just don't say out loud. To the no, exactly. <laughs> I think for me, it's a shame thing. Um, which we don't even have to get too deep into this because now it's like becoming a whole episode. <laughs> we can bring it up. We can talk about it. <laughs> we can, should we talk about it? We can talk about it. You already mentioned it. 
watched I'm like nah next episode <laughs> <laughs> bye guys <laughs> that's it no what's that meme where the boy disappears like have you seen that uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I'm like, not on TikTok up. as much as you no this is like <laughs> Oh, this is like from Twitter. Oh. <laughs> he like puts up the peace sign and then he disappears. He's just like, <laughs> no, no, oh. he fades away. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. Okay, we'll show her later. Anyways, it'll pop up. <laughs> it'll pop up here. Yes. Um, but no. Okay, so it's a shame thing for me, and I just literally. Oh, yeah, I meant to tell you when you got here, I was like, I wanted to apologize to you because I've been a mess all week, okay? My anxiety has been oh, in... I see it. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> Keep going. No, yeah, I've been a mess all week, and my anxiety has been through the roof, um, and I realized I just have been feeling a lot of shame and anxiety around so much, um, and the I think it's just, like, layered for me because I think it's a lot of stuff that I feel uh, like I feel uncomfortable being myself publicly because of certain things that I feel like my family will judge me for. I have a lot of church trauma. Mm. So when I was a teenager, I was over the um, worship team, the youth worship team at the Potter's house. Um, oh, so you're from Dallas. Yeah, I'm from Dallas. <laughs> I didn't even know this. Yeah, so to this day, a lot of people that have gone to that church they still follow me, and I'm always, like, scared to toe the line, you know, because they're, like, still watching everything, and they always say they're so proud of me, and I feel like the moment I do something crazy, they're like, what would something not proud crazy of me. What would something crazy be for you, though? Um, even what I did yesterday, I know this sounds so dramatic. This sounds so stupid and dramatic. I promise you, you guys. Drunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I posted that video on my story, of the, and the man was cussing in the video. Oh. My mom would judge me for that. But, like, I would post a video of someone else cussing, but I wouldn't Mm -hmm. post a video of me cussing. Exactly. Like that, I even that, I normally don't do that. Just because, I mean, I don't even cuss in front of my son. He'll be like, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Be quiet. (laughs) But, like, even my parents, like, growing up, they Mm -hmm. didn't cuss in front of me. My family, um, they they just don't do that in general. Um, I'm sure my grandma was appalled seeing that video um, on my story. Anytime. Your grandma follows you? Yes. <laughs> That's not talking Hi, grandma. <laughs> right, she's probably watching this. Um, <laughs> but when I was younger, every time I would post something, and mind you, I was like 19, 20, 21, um, I could post something a little revealing, and then my, fa- my family mm. is calling my mom, and they're like, did you see what she posted? You need to tell her to take this down. That's how my family is. Mm-hmm. But I so, used to post, like, you know, like, in a swimsuit. Like, when you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Now I can't do that because it's just not appropriate. Like, I'm 30. I'm a yes, you can. But not, like, all the time. Like, I can't just have Why my not? feed no, filled with, you know, like, okay, be professional, girl. Like, are you yeah. really trying to sell a house or are you trying to sell your body? <laughs> like, hello. Both. Both. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, if y'all want to demo me. <laughs> Get those exclusive pics. <laughs> she can set up an OnlyFans and just say the word. <laughs> No, I feel you. No, yeah. Um, so it's that. Then on top of that, um, me being a coach, I realize that's a new thing for me. Like with this whole coaching world, I feel like if I do certain things, I'm not going to be taken serious. And then I had an epiphany that no one takes me serious anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> My peers are just like, girl, whatever. Um, 
I'm serious though. Like but I I've, think it's good when you're like more authentic because then people are like, she's human. Like right. they know, like not every day is a great day. Like, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, you don't have to tell people like, I woke up with so much anxiety today and I've been yeah. crying all day. Like you don't got to do all that. But oh, no, just be like, <laughs> it's been a rough day. Yeah. Even okay. just saying like yesterday yeah. was a rough day. I okay. didn't post a lot, something like that. You're right. Okay, we can start there. I started. I stopped caring what the church thought of me mm-hmm. the day that I walked in pregnant by myself. See, now that was that was probably one of the, like, the toughest things yeah. that I did because like my mom wasn't going to church that day, and coming home like I was a freshman in college and got pregnant. So oh, okay. So yeah. I came home. By the time I was going to church, it was like summertime. He was doing September, so I was big. Yeah. And I hadn't gone to church because I'd been at school all year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I need church because I was going through like a lot. And yeah. So I was like, people are going to stare at me, but like, I'm just going to have to suck it up. Like, you're, are you really a Christian at church judging me? Or yeah. what are you <laughs> right. doing? Like, because at the end of the day, I'm going to have this kid whether or not like, yeah. I'd rather y'all see me pregnant than me walk in and y'all don't even know I had an abortion. Like, so what's worse? That, no. Yeah. So I had to like give myself that pep talk of like, okay, yeah, but you can do it. Like. Wow. Girls go in there all day, have an abortion, and nobody knows. And yeah, then no it's like, knows. oh, she's so wonderful and perfect. Like, mm-hmm. y'all can look at me flawed and all and just have to accept me. My mom my mom literally went through the same thing, um, except she went to church. Okay, so she got pregnant with me when she was um, in her senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when she finally told everyone she's pregnant, my grandparents made her go to the front and like with the pastors or oh whatever my God. I and like she apologized and like yeah it was it was a lot um but yeah and they prayed for her and stuff like that but yeah I can only imagine how that felt because I know people were definitely judging and mm-hmm. it was probably a lot and yeah. you went by yourself by you didn't myself have your I didn't have no one with me yes. so I was like I know sitting down people are like looking like how old is this girl like yeah yeah I was 19 wow. and pregnant that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's just like, we're human. Like, is it really the end of the world? People, she, you like, live. people are human. People make mistakes. People right. do things. Right. Just because you don't know what they did doesn't make them less innocent. Exactly. No, exactly. That's, that's my only thing with the whole getting pregnant thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole getting pregnant thing, Tony's like. he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Right, that that's the thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm not pregnant, thank God. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't need to be a mom. Um, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. I would be a, a wonderful mother, but, like, I just, just don't right want now. to be a mother. Yeah. Um, but what I was trying to say was um, that my whole thing with the whole getting pregnant, you know, and not being married and all that stuff, that's so irritating to me that people shame those people so much because – People are out here having sex every day. So just because there's physical evidence that this person was having sex, just why are we shaming they were them? fertile. Right? Doesn't mean they should be ashamed. Just because they right. had the courage to move forward with the child. Right. Because if that's the case, everybody in the church should be ashamed of themselves. Because whether you're doing it now or before you were married, you were probably doing it. Like, like that just doesn't make any sense to me, and it's really stupid. Um And I think it's really crazy because a lot of the times the adults that are shaming the young people that get pregnant have been through that themselves or have had an abortion. And it's like now, like 
being younger and like an abortion was like a huge thing of like you just don't get an abortion like I don't know what's wrong with you you're crazy yeah but then getting pregnant at such a young age like I thought about having an abortion like it crossed yeah. my mind mm-hmm. and I felt ashamed that I even thought about it but I was like yeah I was 18 when I got pregnant I was right. 19 when I had them so I'm like what am I gonna do I don't even have a job I don't have health right. insurance my dad had just cut me off I didn't have anything wow. so I was like Dang, he cut you off at 19? Well, oh, you mean like... So, like, my parents were divorced, and so oh, okay. when either your child turns 18 or goes to college, then you no longer have to cover them on your insurance. So I had no insurance. Wow. So I got pregnant, had to go get Medicaid, or Medicare, which I, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Got on WIC. Like, I didn't even have a car. So I'd have to, like, ask wow. people to drive me to these offices. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm fine. I've gone through it. Like, when I, when I went to therapy in... The therapist would, like, tell me, like, ask me, like, say things or whatever. She's like, Gabby, you just say this so, so nonchalantly. And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, it happened. Like, and no. I think I grew okay, up. though? <laughs> I grew up so, like, nonchalant of, like, that's just how it is. Like, mm-hmm. graduating college is not so, no huge party. Like, that's yeah. what's expected. Wow. So, like, what else were you going to do? Were you not going to graduate? Like, you had no other option. That's literally how I felt growing <laughs> up. And, like, like. <laughs> That's, like, this is the steps in life that you're supposed to take, and you take them. Like, yeah. there's no other way to go out. Like, yeah. no, were you I not actually... going to graduate college? Like, I didn't have a graduation party for college. Like, yeah, we went yeah. to dinner afterwards, but yeah, it was just like, yeah, Gabby graduated. Even though I graduated in three years with a child. Yeah. So. No, but see, that that in itself, there's, that's layered, because I do the same thing. Um, and that's, and now I think, I that's another part of my anxiety this week, because I've been questioning everything like every decision I've ever made I'm like why am I doing it is it because I wanted to or because that's what I was supposed to but the crazy thing is you started reading the book that's next on my list and so I saw you post it and I'm almost done with the book that I was reading before which I still haven't finished Mm -hmm. but I just stopped reading that one and jumped to the next one because I was like yeah maybe it's a sign because I had been having anxiety that day and you posted it and I was Mm -hmm. like I have this book like sitting on my nightstand like this is probably the book that I need to open because Mm -hmm. of my mind and we will do that. We'll go over that book in another podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good book. I'm only on chapter two, so <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> okay. No worries. By then we'll be fur- I'll be further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be further along. <laughs> we'll have a good, like, take on it. But, um, yeah, I just, I think that's the thing is, like, I'm sitting here questioning that because I'm, I'm very much like that. We're just like, no, that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to do all these things. There was no other option. But it's like, no, there really were other options. Yeah, like, you could do other <laughs> like, things. But I think yeah. the way, like, we were raised, like, you mm-hmm. go to church every Sunday. Right. That's not a question. They're, like, you go to school. Mm-hmm. Right. You go, you go to school. You don't go to finish. parties. <laughs> if you go to parties, like, you're home at this time. Right. And right. You really shouldn't even be at the party. You really shouldn't even be at the party because the devil's at the party. So yeah. why would I you I used to have to lie what parties I was going to because my mom would only let me go to certain parties and I'd yeah. really be hanging with, like, another group of friends. And then I'd be like, just drop me off on time. And I would get text, tick tock, tick tock. Mom, you don't see this, and you did send me them texts. <laughs> Too bad I'm like on phone 10 since then. Wait, wait, so. wait. She would text you tick tock, tick tock. And then it would be a picture of the clock. <laughs> wait, was there emojis back then? Or maybe I was just getting tick tock, tick tock, and I imagined the clock. I don't know. Girl, I don't know, but that's funny. She would definitely funny. text me tick tock, tick tock. Wow. Like to let you know you need to get on home. Mm-hmm. Wow. But when I went to college, it was definitely an eye-opener of like, oh my gosh, people are doing all this stuff. What in the world? Bam, pregnant. Yep. 
<laughs> wow. No, I went, so, so in high school, I went to school online. Okay. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds But so. you're, wh- why did you go to school online? Because I wanted to. So. <laughs> you're like, I don't like yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go to school online. Um, and it was like new technology at the time. They were developing it. Um, and that's why it was so easy for all these kids to just go to school online because we've been doing this for a while. Wait, like, so you know, in the mom, pandemic. Like, yeah. Your mom worked from home? Yes. Yes and no. Like sometimes. So she didn't. She was like a stay at home mom. Um, there were times where she worked. But like for the most part, she was a stay at home mom. So um, I'm trying to think. During high school, did she? There was a point in my high school years where she did go to work. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, she was a stay-at-home mom. Because, I mean, and at so, high school age, you're old enough to take care of yourself at home. Yeah. But still, yeah. I was just, like, wondering, like, well. Oh, yeah. They trusted me. Because they trusted me. But I, I was. Well, yeah, because you were too scared. Ain't nobody coming over. No, exactly. I, I was, baby. I, <laughs> and they walked in. It's all a car. No, yeah. Luckily, there was no cameras back then. We didn't have cameras in our house. Um, yeah, my mom has them, cameras but, now, but oh, girl, everywhere. My sister what is are you on lockdown. The for? There is a camera in the front of the house. There's a camera in the back of the house on the garage. I said, my god, the <laughs> motion <laughs> sensor. If my car passes the house, does she get a notification? <laughs> We're on vacation, my mom. Someone's at the house. Right, I'm mom. Like, the wind is blowing. The wind is literally blowing. Like, relax. But yeah, my sister's like, I'm in jail. I can't even do anything. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. For her. I feel terrible for her. Um, but yeah, so I went to school online, and then um, I, it was interesting. I'll say that. Like, I, I chose that. But I think as I got older, like in my junior and senior year. I kind of did wish that I was at regular school just because we moved to McKinney and that was so boring. Mm. Uh, (laughs) When we lived on this side, I was very involved in activities over here. Like I would um, volunteer to like help at fashion shows and like I would go to different events and like I just had more fun on this side of town. But then when we moved, oh my gosh, I was just like, why? Why did we move over (laughs) here? so boring cornfields no literally there's nothing to do i mean now there's more stuff in mckinney but i already yeah. know back then there's yeah, nothing. There was nothing to do i mean there's really nothing still but right and so um mm. yeah so then when i got to college i went to the art institute and ah. <laughs> yeah okay this is the thing so i didn't want to go to school here i wanted to go to parsons um in new york or i wanted to go to fit um, and then what else? There was another school I thought about, but my parents were like, so against me leaving. They were like, we don't think you should do that. We don't think you're ready for that. They were just very scared and like clingy. Yes. They would not describe it as that, but they were, but they were, and they were just like, <laughs> I sound like my mom. I've been in therapy healing from it now, but, but they literally were like, what if something happens? Somebody could mug you. It's dangerous in New York. It's dangerous in LA. Like, you know, like we don't know anyone there. And it made me not trust myself. Mm. Um, that was like during that period, I realized that that impacted me as an adult heavy. And I carried that with me until recently. Um, and everything that I did was like me trying to go against the grain to prove to them, but more so even myself that, like, I had the ability to do the things I wanted to do, right? Wait, so did you ever leave? What do you, oh, Dallas? No. To this day, I have not oh lived in God. another state um, I mean, as an adult. I've never lived in another state, but. 
And I wanted to leave so bad. And so I wanted to go to school out there. So I didn't apply anywhere else because they were telling me not to apply to those schools I actually wanted to go to. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go to these schools. So then last minute, they were like, just try like a year of school. Because I was like, y'all are telling me not to go to the schools I want to go to. I don't see a point in going to college. (laughs) Because I don't want to go to school. Right, because I don't want to go to these schools. Like, why would I go? That's a waste of my time and money. Mm -hmm. So then we toured toured, um, the Art Institute and we toured Wade. And it was too late for me at that time to go to university. So I couldn't go to UNT or anything like that. So we went to the Art Institute and I decided to go there. And I was Did like, I'll give it a home? year. Yes, I lived at home. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Drive going back and forth. I rode the train, girl. No, I rode this dart. No, not It's thinking of staying at home with your parents. No, exactly. Exactly. So I didn't even have a true college experience. I just knew I had to leave. Whew. I didn't care where I went. No, and that was the thing. So I was supposed to be in student housing, right? And they told my parents, because the Art Institute is not cheap, okay? So they told my parents um, that it would only cost $200 a month for me to stay in the housing. Oh, wow. So, because everything else, like, we had gotten everything else covered um, through all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> loans, grants, grants all that. Because our institute is, whoo, that's hefty. Um, but that was the one thing, like, we just had to, you know, pick up some of that um, or pay some every month for the housing. So I, we were like, okay, awesome. Girl, tell me why a few days before I'm supposed to move in. They're like, hey, um, we did the math wrong, and you actually have to pay $600 a month. And then my parents are like. It's not even like a $100 or $50 difference. Right. That's like That's $400 more dollars a month. The <laughs> right. girl and already don't got a car. Clearly, <laughs> taking dark. Exactly. You think you want to put out money for that? Right. And at the Art Institute, the oh, classes wow. are long. They're four hours um, long, each class. <laughs> So it was going to be very hard for me to get a job because well, I already had my schedule by then. And so my schedule, like my classes are spread out through the week. So I'm like, now you made it like I need to get a now job so I can pay for yeah. this. I can't because my classes are spread out. They're so long. I'm going from McKinney. Like it's just too many things yeah, at this point. Long. Yeah. So my and my parents were like, we can't afford to pay $600 a month for this. Like we just did not expect that. We can't do that right now. So I stayed home. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah. I stayed home and I went for that year. Um, and of course, I did try to have fun. So uh, my friends, <laughs> I had some friends and we would like go to the other colleges, you know, to like have fun. So <laughs> well, that's, well, that is what you do. That's what you do. You go to the other colleges, go to their parties. Right. Go so, hang out on their campus. Exactly. Yeah. So we had like a yard. Uh, they had like a yard house thing what is it no what is it called what is it called when all the fraternities come together is it called the yard? <laughs> what is it called oh y'all go out on the yard something like that yeah so <laughs> all the fraternities or was it came like together. a probate or something something like that i feel like they called it yard something though but basically like stomp the yard <laughs> right like stomp the yard all the, all the fraternities <laughs> came they all performed, and then the Migos came out. And this was before the Migos were big, okay? So, but we were, they were still big enough to where we were like, oh, we have to see them, yeah. right? It was so funny. So we go over there, um, and of course, I told my parents, I'm going to see this yard show or whatever. So my dad was like, do not stay past, I can't remember what time. 9 p.m. No, literally, probably something <laughs> like that. He's like, do not stay past this time. Go home. Because I said I was going to stay at my friend's house. And he's like, okay, but leave. Like, do not stay there. You're not leaving. 
I'm not leaving. Of course not. Like, <laughs> okay, Dad. I'll text you when okay. I'm home. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm over there having fun. Migos came out. It was a good time, right? And then there was like an after party. So I go to the after party and I get a message from my dad and he's like, why are you not home? And I said, he went to your house. I'm he like, went to your friend's house. No, girl. He had someone at the party spying on me. <laughs> oh, my God. He had someone at the party keeping eyes on me the whole time. And he's like, why are you not gone yet? And I said, how would you know? <laughs> Are you here too? <laughs> right. Where are you at? Because no, literally, when I got the message, I'm looking around. I'm like. <laughs> Maybe your parents are like, dang, I really got to go. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, all right, we got to go. <laughs> my dad knows. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. But yeah, like, I was very sheltered, to say the least. And wow. that kind of stuff made me feel like they don't trust me. They don't feel like I would be capable of, like, taking care of myself. Or if something were to happen. Because it's just like, I'm young. You should expect me to, like, push Have the limits. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, right? So it's just like, why are you so paranoid? It was, the like, them being paranoid for me that made me realize, like, maybe they don't believe I'm capable of, like, if something were to go down or happen, that I would be able to fend for myself, you know? And I recently talked to them about it. And they were like, oh, that's not what was going on. Da, da, da. But I just thought the big bad world is going to get you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not our little Donnie. Exactly. <laughs> not our Donnie. They were trying to prevent it. She's so nice and sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so I dropped out after a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to this day, I'm still having a lot of first time experiences. Mm. And I think it's because of that, because of me not being in regular high school, because of me dropping out of college, not going to university. Not moving away from home, you know, like it was just a lot of things that I just realized. Like, I'll say over the past year, it's so crazy. I've had a lot of first time experiences that I feel like I would have had a lot younger in life, but then also a lot of first time adult things too. Mm -hmm. Like, my first time having a team, my first time, you know what I mean? Like, all these big things, but then also just simple stuff. Like, (laughs) like, and I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say some of the things, but like, (laughs) <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. What are they? None of y'all's business. <laughs> no. Give us at least two. Oh, God. Okay. My first time buying an electric toothbrush. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, there's still big things, but it's like stuff I should have been done already. So, like, um, this is so embarrassing. Okay, so, like, my first time having a boyfriend. Like, I don't mm. know. Stuff like that. But did you have like, a boyfriend in, like, high school? No. Really? No, I wasn't allowed to. How was I going to do that? I mean, I wasn't I, really I didn't allowed nobody. to, I was but I was. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was Dang. at home. I, the only people I met was at church. Um, and I tried. Of course, I liked some of them, but that just never went anywhere. Wow. Yeah. I like, mean, I feel like I haven't dated that many people. I've only had, like, one boyfriend as an adult. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've been single for probably over five years now. And yeah, the more I say it, I'm realizing it's like more and more common. It's just like, Donnie, just shut up. Like there are a lot of people that are in the same Mm -hmm. boat. So I'm like, okay, let me relax. But I guess, you know, like when you're younger, especially you feel like everyone in high school has a boyfriend. Yeah. I had a boyfriend in high school. I think I had like two. Yeah. Not the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I had two different boyfriends. (laughs) But see, I haven't even had one in high school. So (laughs) 
And I broke up with both of them. Wow. I never dumped anyone. Hey. And then when I became an adult, I got dumped. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're learning a lot. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. I don't want to get it twisted and act like, oh, no, I've never talked to anyone. No, like, they I just definitely. just want your boyfriend. Exactly. They just want my boyfriend. So um, just certain things like that where it was just like, wow, I'm having a lot of firsts, you know? Um, and I'm like spreading my wings. And I just, I'm enjoying living life. Uh, but Jasmine, she's always pushing me to like, try new things, do different things, because she's like, why are you putting so many restrictions on yourself? Wait, you know? what's your other first? <laughs> I want to know another one. Because a boyfriend isn't really that bad, because if it's you not? had, like, okay. if you had, like, guys that you liked and they liked you in high school, and mm-hmm. did y'all hang out, like, somewhat, kind of? Like, at mm-hmm. church or anything? At church. I mean, you weren't hanging <laughs> out with your boy. Well, I wasn't. Well, I would go to, like, Some the movies. Were. <laughs> we would go to, like, the movies. Or, yeah. like, I would go over his house or mm-hmm. something like that. But Yeah. Yeah, in college, I, I hung around some boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was really lame, boys. But, yeah, I hung around some boys in college. Um, but, yeah, in high school, no. I didn't have a car. I wasn't mm-hmm. going anywhere. But they're usually not even worth it. They're it's just, not. It's just mm-hmm. the point of saying, like, yeah, I had a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think um, I think for me also, too, it goes back to some daddy issues. <laughs> and and it, it was the thing of me just wanting to, like, be chosen. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I think I that's what I believe it was. I think it was one of those things where because I wanted to be chosen so bad, it was like, like far like I couldn't get it you know what I mean I was like I want somebody to want to be with pick me, me. <laughs> pick me pick no literally pick me and I then it you. just wasn't happening so it's just like okay well you always get the opposite of whatever you're trying to desperately get you know but you said you wanted me to be on the podcast with you because we were kind of different but mm-hmm. I feel like we're different but then we're also like the same because yeah. I mean I didn't do online school in high school but I went mm-hmm. to an all-girls school Oh, so I went to an all girl school. Wow. But I was in private school, like all of elementary up until sixth grade. So in sixth grade, my mom has been a teacher my whole life. Now she's a retired full time substitute teacher. So my mom has always, my mom doesn't know how to sit still and not work. She took like a year off and traveled to like Jerusalem. She went to Canada. Like she, wow. My mom has been Africa. Like she Mm -hmm. just would go to places. So like her first year, she's a city girl. She does live her best life. <laughs> she's always in the streets, too. She's probably, <laughs> if she's not outside in the yard with somebody working right now, she's probably yeah. at some store. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I. But wait, okay, how did you get a boyfriend then if you went to an all-girls school? There's always ways. No. So Clearly, I didn't know the ways. Can we tell old Donnie how to do so it? So, my first boyfriend I had, I think I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I would catch a bus to go to the all-girls school because yeah. I went there from 7th to 12th. And okay. so I would catch a bus at this middle school, yeah. and he went to school there. And he, the one of my friends at the time, her brother also went to school there, so he was one of his friends. Okay. And so, like, I met him. They were younger than us. Well, a year. Okay. A year younger than oh, us. Oh, so you like him young. That was the only young boyfriend. Well, the other ones might have been younger by, like, months. But this one was, okay. like, a whole year or whatever. Okay. Younger. So that wow. was my first boyfriend. And it would be like, oh, my gosh. He kissed me today. Oh, my gosh. We shared gum. <laughs> you know, like, little things. It's like, now you're just like, okay. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> no, but that's fine. So, yeah, that was, like, my first boyfriend. And that's so, cute. like, our parents met each other. 
Wow. My mom took like me, him, and like some friends to the movies. We went what? to like a haunted house one time, and yeah, I could never. He bought do me that. a necklace, which I think I still have to this day. Um, it was real gold. Oh, <laughs> that boy loved me. Um, Doesn't that feel great? When you can be like, yeah, that man loved me. <laughs> he did. I felt so bad breaking up with him. I don't even remember why I broke up. Well, I'm not gonna remember now, but yeah, I remember I called him and like mm-hmm. broke up with him over the phone. And he was just like, okay, well, I'm going to call you back later. Of course, I never heard from him again, which was fine because I broke up with him. But (laughs) not I'm going to call you back later. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was my first boyfriend. And then then I had another boyfriend. He was Mexican. So my first boyfriend was white. And my second boyfriend was Mexican. And it was back when they had the slits in the eyebrows. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. (laughs) And he lived in Pleasant Grove. (laughs) How I got a boyfriend in Pleasant Grove and I lived in Oak Cliff, don't ask. Um, but wow. yeah, so it would just be like people from the all-girls school, like, yeah. oh, I know this person. Like, they would have siblings that would, like, know people or whatever. Wow. I don't remember how I met that guy, actually. And I think we only saw each other, like, once. Now, that reminds me of... <laughs> <person>. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw each other, like, he lived in Pleasant Grove and I lived in Oak yeah. Cliff. Yeah. I, I like, didn't go anywhere. No, yeah, I, I mean, like that's pretty hard grade. to coordinate. I was in eighth grade, like, how am I going to see my boyfriend? <laughs> we would talk on the phone and text, and, you know, yeah. you only had a limited number of texts you can send at the time. Anyway. No, you did. You had to wait until after off. nine, and if your you wanted like, unlimited. How were you texting during the school day? What, you had that T9? <laughs> you were texting during school? Yeah. <laughs> what? You put it under your book, and you're like, Dang. And you had your flip phone. I was You were texting and driving? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, my mom was like, was it yesterday or two days ago? My mom was like, you know, that's how people have accidents. I'm like, mom, we're barely even moving on the freeway. Not you saying we're barely moving. (laughs) Like, seriously, mom, I'm not even looking at the phone. I'm just Oh, my gosh. You don't text and drive? No. I mean, I know, like, it's not a good thing, but a lot of people do so, it. So, like, you guys see the direct correlation there? Because <laughs> I already knew. When she said that she'd be texting in class, I was like, oh, then she texts and drives. I already knew. I got I got people needing responses. Oh, it was important? <laughs> was that important? <laughs> when in school, it was me texting, like, my little boyfriends. But yeah. now it's usually, like, work because I'm always mm-hmm. driving. I was too so I scared. Feel like I'm never sitting down. I was too scared to do that in school because I thought they were going to take my phone. So I would, like, leave my phone in my locker and then go and do it in between classes. You were real good. I mean, I was a good child, too. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't live. So. <laughs> but I was texting in class. <laughs> I was not. So. Yeah, so um, I went to all-girls school and then... Wow. Yeah, so it was very sheltered. We only okay. had... My graduating class was 44 people. And so I, we didn't have sports. But one of my boyfriends in high school played basketball. Well, actually, both of my boyfriends in high school played basketball. Oh, um, yeah, ball players. <laughs> to this day. Oh, Lord. yeah, you're right. <laughs> Her baby daddy's a ball player. <laughs> anyway, so I would go to, like, my boyfriend's basketball games. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Went to my boyfriend's oh, prom. So then he went to my prom. You've been practice. <laughs> you were practicing. <laughs> Would you, okay, seriously though, would you date an athlete now? Like an active playing athlete? Yeah. Or like a retired athlete? Active playing. I don't know. 
Just because I went, I've gone through so much dating mm-hmm. an active athlete. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot that comes with dating an athlete. Yeah. Um, when they travel, mm-hmm. one there's a lot of hoes. No, that's actually two. One there's a lot of hoes. <laughs> two they travel. Yeah. <laughs> Girls be thirsty. Um, right. I actually have a interesting story about working that. on trust issues which i think i've gotten over tr- like if i can't yeah. trust you then we can't talk right what's the point and so a lot of times if i feel like any doubt of it then i can't talk to you like yeah i don't trust you like there's, it's so not going to go anywhere because i'm just going to be like i'm wasting my right. time like i don't right. need you to take me to dinner i'll go feed myself thank you say it again for the don't need the back. you to take me to dinner i will feed myself <laughs> like first I- off i'm not the, the most talkative i mean i'm talking here but you know can we talk about that? Um, men, if you're listening, um, why do you think that buying me food um, really did something? <laughs> like you deserve something for that. Right. Like, like you deserve a prize for that. Or like you really did something for me by buying me food. Um, I feed myself. All the meals that you don't pay for, I'm paying for them. So whether you were going to pay for my meal or not <laughs> is another story. Like, uh, you got to do more than that. So <laughs> First off, I don't really care to be out the house. So exactly. <laughs> I would have got my food to go. <laughs> no, that always blows me when they be like, well, I paid for dinner and did it. And? Well, and if you're going to bring that up, then we really shouldn't even talk. And we really shouldn't even talk. And if you act like... Like, if that's your argument for, like, what you contribute to the relationship <laughs> or you deserve to do X, Y, and Z because you do this for me, we, that shouldn't even be on the list. that. But I think it's because I don't, like, give people a time of day either. Like, someone <laughs> sent me flowers. He was so sweet. So this guy sent me flowers mm-hmm. to the office mm-hmm. and definitely weren't expecting the flower guy to be delivering flowers for me. That's beautiful. And I so love that for he you. delivered me flowers. I know kind of excited i've never had that that's so and sweet. so he, he delivered me flowers and i was like he was like these are for gabby and they're like gabby and i'm like me and they're like oh gabby i think i know who sent them and i'm like y'all i don't know who sent these <laughs> and so then i'm reading the card and i'm like i don't know who this is i think they might have sent it to the wrong person and so <laughs> then <laughs> So they're like, Gabby, so did you tell him thank you for the flowers? And I was like, well, yeah, I sent him text. You texted him? Now he has your number? They're like, that's big. And I was like, well, what was I going to be rude and not text him? Like, he put his number on the card. Like, so I texted him and told him thank you. Like, we realized and found out who it was that sent me the flowers, Mm -hmm. Um, which was still kind of odd because I didn't really know him. And we had Mm -hmm. maybe like a one sentence interaction. Wow. You got uh, it like that. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she only needs one sentence. And then, and then they're sending flowers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was just like, I want to give you your flowers. Not that you don't know that you deserve them or something. Like, it was a very sweet message. And he it was put talking, effort into that. He and thought about that He one. was like, I'd love to get the, have the time to get to know you. Whether we just yeah. go grab coffee or go grab a bite to eat. Like, it was so Such nice. Such a gentleman. So, I texted him and said, thank you. And... I'm very busy, okay? I'm very busy. And yeah. we're going to have to ignore the part that I said I'd be texting and driving because I got people to get back to. So he would be texting me, but they were like... <laughs> right. I thought, you, were, I thought you'd be getting back to people. <laughs> they, they would be like in-depth like texts of like, I felt like he put a lot of thought into like oh. what he sent me. And so yeah. I needed to give him like my undivided attention to like text back. Well, I and, like, should have said, call me. <laughs> I'm, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know the man. 
Okay, I'm first off, and I'm, I'm how, honestly not to know the, him. I'm, honestly, <laughs> I'm honestly not the friendliest person. I'll just put okay. it out there. She was not interested, basically, because if she was, well, she I would was, have totally. But done. I don't even remember how he looked. Like I kind of remember, like I wasn't scoping him out at the place that I met him. Like I was working. Okay. So anyway, so he like texted me and like, I think I responded and then I, he like texted me something else and then I like responded and then he texted me one day and I don't think I responded, but it was like, I don't remember what it was. I could probably actually pull the text, but I'd rather not. We need, oh. we need to give Gabby a dating lesson. <laughs> and so like, I didn't text him back, but like, if I don't text you back, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's not. So like two days passed mm-hmm. and I hadn't texted him back. Mm-hmm. Which it wasn't like intentional or to be mean. I just, yeah. I was busy. And so mm-hmm. like instead of him just sending another like, hey, how's it going text or something simple. Like just send me. I mean, you don't have to put that much. Like yeah. just have conversation with me. Yeah. He sent me a paragraph, y'all. It was like this long. Oh, no. And I was like, nah, he crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ever since then. Like I thought about texting him back. But oh, when he sent that, I was like. No way. Because I'd be like, oh, man, I still never texted him back. Let me, like, sit down and, like, respond to him. Oh, my gosh. Gabby. I'm sorry. Your flowers were very sweet. (laughs) Like, I honestly was open to going on a date with you, and I'm not very open to that. I'm in this, like, healing phase of my life, and I'm, like, learning a lot of things. Um, But I'm very big on attachment styles right now. And so, normally, I would react to them and be like, oh, yeah, girl, you dodged a bullet. (laughs) It sounds like he has an anxious attachment. And he, like, like, so in his message before the paragraph, it was, like, Mm -hmm. a mini paragraph. Yeah. And it was just, like, if you're not open to it, you know, I may have came on too aggressive, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, I honestly didn't know what to say back because, I mean, I don't feel like he came on too aggressive, but he was, like, no, I'm typically very confident, but I don't feel very confident around you and... Yeah, he's doing a lot of over-explaining. Um, and I'm like, I feel ask. like that's too much. <laughs> like, he's anxious. He has an anxious attachment. So people that have an anxious attachment style, a lot of times um, they do the most. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I would no, love for you totally to chase fine. me and do all that. That's but, totally like, fine. if I were to be too busy to do something, mm-hmm. I don't need you to go over and beyond and, like, have this long text or call or, like, make it a huge deal, like, because he's overthinking it now. That, yeah, so just you, relax and be yourself. Yeah, but like by you not responding when someone's anxiously attached in general, it doesn't mean that they're attached to you. That just means that's their attachment style. So like when they're not getting the reaction or the response that they were desiring, they think they've done something wrong. So they just get into this cycle in their head of like, oh, God, I messed it up. Let me fix it. Let me correct it. Oh, my God. And then they're just making it worse and worse. But I don't need someone that needs to go to therapy like that. Like, I don't mind you. We all need to go to therapy. We all need to go to therapy. But I feel like he's still in a working phase where I need him to be past that attachment part. Like, yeah, we all need help. Like, I need therapy. I will tell you. I'll say this, I read a lot of self-help books. But yeah. I don't want it, you to be at that phase to where you're anxiously attaching yourself to somebody. Like, I need you no, to no, no, at no, least no. be working on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I may, like want someone to text me back when I text them. They don't text me. I'm like, dang, he didn't text me back. But I'm not going to send a long book. So this is the thing. No, 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 you're fine. (laughs) So this is the thing. So it's not that he's anxiously attaching himself to you. He's just anxiously anxiously attached in general. So in Mm -hmm. all of his relationships and all all of his interactions, um, well, maybe not all of them. Uh, Because for me, 
So my attachment style, so I've been working heavily on it, okay? So I'm now, thank God, leaning more on the secure side. Um, but I do have, I still have a percentage <laughs> of anxious avoidant, okay? Mm. So that's a, a combination of two totally opposite attachment styles. <laughs> so like my, my avoidant side comes out with my family. My anxious side comes out with people I'm romantic with if I do not feel safe. Okay. Mm. But if I feel safe, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm secure. I'm good. <laughs> well, that way, you know, if you don't, yes, then but you I'm, shouldn't I'm be working with them on it. And like, I don't feel safe around you. Exactly. Like safe. Exactly. But this is the thing with attachment style. So when you go to therapy, this is not, I don't know why they I don't, don't. She even talked to me about my attachment style. Yeah. Like, I had a, I I've say. like made a list of the type of man I would want. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, which ones like, cause Gabby, you know, he can't like not, he's not going to have all of these things. Like, it's like you're not. She said that to you. Well, yeah. She was like, you have to be realistic. Like, are there certain things on here? List? I would have to find. She had me take a picture of it. I, I hate when people say that. But like, it you can have whatever you want. When she wasn't saying like it was impossible, but she was like, there's some things on here that would would you be okay without him having? Like, she was like, some things you know are non-negotiables. Yes. And then some things are it. like, okay, he may be working on it, or he may not be the best at one of the things but not like a thing to be respected like that's that's yeah. a non-negotiable like you can't not be respectful and not respect me like that's just huge yeah if we have no trust then there's no relationship no yeah i understand like, if i don't trust you you don't trust me then we can't talk okay if you if you're not um what's it called not i was gonna say regular Loyal, but that's honest like consistent oh I need yes consistency in my life like mm-hmm. if you're not consistent yeah then no. No, and those are all good things. I, well, yeah, so most, most therapists don't bring this up, and I don't know why, because your attachment style is the number one thing that impacts your relationships, all your relationships. Like, it's the number one thing. So that's what causes, um, like, yes, people need to learn how to communicate better, of course. I'm terrible. But, <laughs> but aside from that, that your attachment style impacts the way that you communicate. It impacts the way that you receive information and receive people's actions and interpret things. So like, for instance, him, not, him getting anxious and texting you paragraphs and stuff, it really wasn't that deep. But in his head, just based on what he's experienced, he's thinking, oh, gosh, I've turned her off. Oh, gosh, I might be losing this. I, you know I what I mean? Too like, much. Uh-huh. It's like, really and done. it's like, relax. Yeah. It wasn't even that deep. <laughs> it wasn't. Like, the flowers were sweet. Like, okay, great. Just breathe. I was busy. Like, <laughs> I would go on it. a date with you, but now I'm like. Right. You should just ask that. Just get to the point. If you would have asked me to go on a date, I would have been like, okay, let me see when I can go. It may not have been for a week or so, but mm-hmm. like. Right. And so, yeah, I, that's the thing. So I don't, I don't know why people don't teach this, but for me, what, what made me, um, take an interest in it is because I had heard years ago, um, I don't know if you've heard of Sham Booty. Have you heard of Sham Booty? Mm-mm. Okay. So she's like a relationship and sex expert. Love her work, love her, um, stuff that she does, but she was on a podcast, the friend zone, uh, years ago. And she talked about attachment styles. And I think she talks about it in her book as well. She has a dating book and, um, in my relationship, my last relationship, my only relationship, <laughs> I started noticing that when I started, when I wasn't feeling safe, I started feeling so anxious. And I was like, like, literally, I never felt anxiety like that in my life. I was like, what is happening to me? I felt like I was dying. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm being dramatic. I didn't feel like I was dying. But I knew something was off because it was just like all of a sudden 
I just felt like so much anxiety around the relationship. And, um, and I noticed myself going into, um, this mode of like being hyper attentive mm. because I felt like I, if like, I'm maybe I'm doing something wrong. Like maybe there's something I'm not doing and maybe he's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like just based on yeah. how he was acting, he was like pulling back and we're not going to talk about it, but basically you I weren't doing what you should have been doing as your part of the relationship. Well, no, I, I come to find out I was, I was doing fine, but <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that's what you were thinking. That's you what were I was thinking, thinking. Like I'm not upholding my part of this relationship right. and giving my full self or being fully attentive and right. present. Or, and- or maybe I'm not meeting his needs. Right. So I was like, okay, let me try even harder. And I was just like, girl, what is going on? You are doing the most and you are really anxious. So I start researching and I have a friend that's a therapist and I was like, girl, I've been researching. <laughs> And I think I might be anxious avoidant. I thought I was just avoidant um, for the longest. That was always what I thought. And because I'm, I can be very dismissive and just be like, whether you're here or not, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not like that anymore, but that's how I was for years. I was just like, okay, and if you're here or not, whatever. Um, and that's really a sign of just you being really insecure and feeling really scared to be close to somebody um, just because you feel like they might leave or all mm. these different things or they might not accept you for who you are or whatever, whatever. So you just like create distance with people. Um, but yeah, come to find out, girl, I was anxious avoidant. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I started actively working on it and learning about it. And I realized it directly went back to other issues like my abandonment issues mm. and all these different things. And so... Now that I've been actively working on it, when I'm in therapy, I am so like I can get so much more progress so much faster because I understand these core things, like these fundamental things about myself. And to me, your attachment style is very fundamental. Just based on what I've learned so far, I I, I can identify it right away. Like I can be like, oh, they're secure. Or oh, they're like just based what would on you your say habits. Minus? I'm getting secure. Oh, okay. I'm getting you. secure. I am. <laughs> I've worked really hard on myself. <laughs> Still working. <laughs> Heavily yeah. work in progress. I'm getting secure just based on this whole story. Um, but yeah, I think, um, anyways, I think in general, I don't know why therapists don't really talk about it as much with some people. I'm sure some therapists do. But to me, it's like huge. And I think it helps people really understand like why they keep attracting certain types of people, mm-hmm. why they keep running into the same issues in their relationship over and over and over. So, for me, it's just helped me tremendously. But I always feel so bad now when I come in contact with people. <laughs> and you were like, that's not for me. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Or just not even that. Like, people just Yeah, normal. just like you telling me the story. I'm like, oh, poor baby. Like, he, <laughs> he has some abandonment like, issues I feel bad for him because, like, I'm like, oh, he feels like he's doing too much. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, you're overthinking it. I don't have the time or day to, like, explain this to you. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> And, right. like, it's not like yeah. I don't think he may not be a great guy. He's yeah. just not the guy for me because I don't have time for that. Like, I'm still working on myself of, like, I don't have time to help you figure this out. Absolutely. Where I can already start acknowledging in me, like, Gabby, you're acting this way because or pull myself away to, like, evaluate, like, yeah. why are you acting this way? Or why did that situation make you feel a certain way instead of mm-hmm. reacting to that person Maybe yeah. you should take a step back and see what it is that you may have experienced in the past or what it mm-hmm. is that your what thoughts actually ran through your mind or made you think that. Yeah. Instead of reacting and then maybe address the situation. But see, that's a very advanced. Like, cl- clearly you've been to therapy. So 
<laughs> I haven't gone to therapy in a while, but no, but I think that's yeah. the thing though. Be like, so me saying that, that was why I was saying that. So, cause you were saying, well, he needs to work on it or whatever. <laughs> the problem is even if he went to therapy, they, they probably wouldn't even mention it. You know what I mean? They would work through the issue, like the root issues of it, but they're not going to probably say to him, you have this type of attachment style, so this is what we need to work on because no, of it. You the know worst what I mean? part, which isn't the worst part, because I don't want him to see this and then feel some type of way. He's not going to watch this. You're not watching this, right? I don't even know if he follows me on Instagram. I He I, probably does. But uh, he but, loves you. <laughs> but he quoted the four agreements. And oh. so when I met him, mm-hmm. I noticed, like, he was holding stuff in his hands. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's holding the four agreements. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. a place where you take a book. But, yeah. I like, it wasn't like it was strange because I'm also somebody that, like, has started reading and is into, like, self-help books and, yeah. like, learning more about myself of what makes me tick and what, you know, just things yeah. like that. So I was like, oh, it's interesting. So I remember noticing that. Do I remember mm-hmm. exactly how this man looks? No. I, I'm I'm just being completely honest, but I remember like pinpointing like I was like Amber, he had the four agreements in his hand. Yeah, and she hasn't read that, but I've read that. I've read the fifth agreement. Like, so, so you guys would probably get along. Well, no. So then he quoted the four agreements mm-hmm. in his paragraph and was like, oh. you know, I'm not supposed to one of the four agreements. Um, don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. Did he say that? He's like, I'm not supposed to take anything. And and what was that's another one like. Um, you're not supposed to like build conclusions or something too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you're quoting this book. Maybe you should have just referenced that in your mind. I'm screaming before sending this text. Like I really appreciate him like going into depth on like this, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I feel like we weren't at that level of communication to where it made it that serious to like have that. So conversation. Even say that. Yeah. So he, he clearly has anxiety. So when you have anxiety, um, you do something called, you create cognitive distortions in your brain. Yeah. So it's like he knows he's aware of that, but he probably doesn't have the tools necessary to like stop himself from actually taking things personal, and coming to conclusions. And he verbally regurgitated it via text. And I was just like. Right. That, no, that's the so thing. So then I was so, just like, okay, like that's a lot for me. Like I yeah. myself have problems and I yeah. unfortunately can't take on like no, that's that's valid. Like, and I, I think that's totally fine. I OK, so that was the thing. So I'm not saying that you should accept it. I'm saying because you were like, I need him to actively work on it. He's probably never going to actively work on it. That's the problem. That's kind of most like, I feel people like he was by reading the book. But then most people like, are not going to work on their attachment styles. Out. Like literally, I because I've seen that's the thing. Even people that are aware of their attachment styles most people don't realize that you can work on it and actually develop yourself into a secure attachment. Like that's the goal for everyone. But instead, most people just live with their attachment style and then try to like justify like, it. As I am, uh-huh. Like, and they're just like, if they even learn it in the first place, because you know, a lot of people won't even learn it. Um, but with him, there is work. Like if he went to therapy they would definitely help him with this, all this anxious stuff but going I feel like on. Reading the books, didn't you think like maybe I should think this through before texting her? This like I don't even know no. this girl. Like, but that's like okay. So that's just like saying because I've been having this conversation with everyone about boundaries lately. Because I feel like that's uh, like because of the book, right? We're we're not gonna go into the book, but that's just like saying because I've been saying this to people. Because I'm very, okay, so in certain areas of my life, I have rigid boundaries. Mm. Certain areas, I have porous, like, you know, all these things. So with a particular person, I'm not going to say any names, with a particular person, they have been having a really hard time setting boundaries with someone else. 
And I just keep saying, girl, you need to set boundaries. You need to just cut them off. You need to do this. You need, and they're like, but how? <laughs> right? And so that's the thing. Like, in that book, he's reading that and is saying, don't do this, don't do that. But he doesn't have the tools to, like, stop himself. It fully. Yeah, or just stop himself. Because it's, like, his thought process. Because even with myself, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety. But the way that you deal with it and, like, stop yourself. Anxiety comes from you making cognitive distortions mm-hmm. in your head, right? Because you're creating all of these things that are right. happening when they're really not instead of just living life in the moment and taking it as it is for factual. Like, I just exactly. heard that on a podcast yesterday. She was like, because Oprah asked her, like, well, you weren't sad or you didn't, like, go through a deep depression or anything when your mom died. And she was like, no. Mm-hmm. And Oprah yeah. was like, what? And she was like, how did you not do that? And she was yeah. just like, I just took it for what it is. Like, yeah. my mom died. But mm-hmm. at the same time, would I rather her still be here living, suffering with her cancer? Or would I rather just right. accept the fact that she died? And she goes, and when people are sad or when people feel a certain way, it's out of love. So then mm-hmm. you have to think back, like, okay, I'm not really sad. I feel this way because it's love. It's love. That's it. That's it. Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do that yet. So <laughs> until he learns how to do that, <laughs> he can sit here and recite this book over and over, but he, don't, he doesn't know how. <laughs> he knows he shouldn't be doing it, but he can't help himself. He's going to keep doing it. He's texted me since then. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, did you say anything? I hope you have a great day today. No, I just didn't know what to say. Oh, God. She doesn't like this man. She doesn't like this man. Okay. <laughs> I thought about responding, but then am I like opening the door to Pandora's box of like, if I, if he's, if I respond and then he texts me back and then I don't respond for a day or like take hours, is he going to like send another long text? I'm like, I don't, I don't have time to deal with that well, then type just say of it. emotional so, instability. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not dying. I promise. Okay. So, okay. So me... <laughs> But I'm really not even thinking that far into it. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't. You, I can tell you really don't so care. Like, For me, though, when people keep playing on my phone, I literally just say that to them. I'm just like, so what do you want? Like, <laughs> well, it was like a few days. Because I'm just like, okay, what do you want? Like, get, let's get to the point. I don't say it rude. I'll, I'll say it in a playful way, but I'm just, I'll like, I'll throw hints at you and just be like, hey, next time, if you did this, you might get this result from See, but me. but that's a long time. That's very long. <laughs> that is very long. You don't even have his but number saved. All- <laughs> Do you know his name? I was only going to ask. He didn't say it in the text. <laughs> she doesn't have his name. His, yeah, his number saved. She doesn't know this it man's name. It takes me a long time to save somebody's number. She don't like this man. We could have stopped talking about him a long time ago, actually. Yeah, you like have something on to in depth, and I would. But see how like the messages are long. So like, if I'm driving, like oh. that's one I want to make sure I read. Gabby, the you can text is like this. You can long, tell y'all. Siri to read it to you. Siri. Sometimes Siri. my child's in the car. Oh. Okay. And yes. Like, right. I don't really know this man, so I'm not gonna play. Yeah, you don't know what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'd be anything inappropriate, but I would hope not. <laughs> not at this stage. I do not know you, so please. Pause. I hope not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, what I just, I just tell people, I'm like, I'll just drop little hints, like based on, based on how they act. So like, if I know that they're playful or they're going to be playful, then I'll just make a joke with them and I'll be like, well, instead you should just ask me straight up next time. 
You know what I mean? Like, I just want to entertain the conversation. Because, okay, I did. I actually just did this. Someone, <laughs> someone kept asking someone else about, okay, I'll say, they kept asking Jasmine about me. Uh, they kept asking Jasmine about me. And so I was just like, every time I see Jasmine, you know, I see Jasmine like every day. <laughs> every time I see Jasmine, she has a new question or a new report about this, what this person has said or done relating to me. And so I just DM the person and said, so I hear you have a lot of questions about me. <laughs> I wonder who it is. I hate even asking about me. Is it, and they is were it like, a guy? <laughs> we'll talk about it <laughs> Because I have different women that ask Jasmine questions about me. Yeah. And I'm not going to blast the questions that they ask. Yeah. They see this and then they're just going to know that I know. Yeah, we're not blasting. So it's just like, wow. But yeah, so then um, I was like, so, the, yeah, so they were like, yeah, I've been asking questions and I haven't been getting many answers. And I said, yeah, so next time you should just, just ask, ask me. me. Like, like just source. come to the source. Hello. I'm a human. I have a mouth. <laughs> Clearly follow me on Instagram. Like, why, why are we keeping this charade going? This has been weeks of me. I like <laughs> <laughs> my number, like something. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I do that. Like, if you, like, if you keep trying or whatever i'm not gonna be rude and just like ignore you <laughs> oh jasmine knows if i don't give any attention like if she says something i'm mm-hmm. just like oh she's like oh gabby's like no it's. no she knows that with me too she does the same thing um yeah she actually told this person i didn't care about them she's like yeah because she don't care about you because <laughs> they, they asked her they're like why is she like she don't care about me and she's like because she doesn't so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> jasmine is so rude <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, so like in, in any situation, though, don't matter who it is, like if, well, okay. Yeah, actually, yes. Even if I'm not interested, because sometimes I don't know what they're wanting, you know? Like I have, I had an old friend, um, uh, I actually get, I actually get this a lot, actually. It's actually shameful. Um, it'll be like married men that I've known for years. They'll just randomly reach out to me. And your face, your face. I want to know what they got to say. <laughs> They'll just like randomly reach out to me and be like, hey, how are you doing? And when they hit me with that, I'm just like, what do you want? Just get to the point. Yes. All I you hate say, when people send that message. Yeah. I had someone text me the other day. and was like, hey, good morning, Gabby. How are you? Or how have you been? And I'm like, I, don't I haven't talk talked to you, to you in like a year. Like, right. Just get to the point. What did you want? You could have said, hey, how have you been? I wanted to know. <laughs> just get to the yeah, point. Yeah. Like, shoot it. Like, put it out there. Like, yes. I have no time to play. Like, right. Like, what is it? So when people do that, I'd be like, I'm doing well. What's up with you? What did you need? <laughs> now, what did you need? And no, seriously, because nine times out of ten, all these men want to do like, so I had one. He was like, yeah, um, I wanted to know if I could meet up with you and pick your brain about something. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You did. No, you, you know, didn't. I have courses online, so you can sign up courses. and then we can, if you pay, make the payment, right. then we can schedule time to talk. Right. This person, I literally hadn't talked to them in five years. So, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You just wanted to meet up and do some inappropriate things. That's what you wanted to do. Because you should not be hanging out with me by yourself as a married man. Married men. Does your wife know? Is she coming? I haven't had that. I get that a lot, actually. Maybe they think, like, you're the type. Like, oh, yeah. No, and that's why I'm insulted. Please understand that I'm not the one. (laughs) Or the two. not one of Don't get it twisted. I'm offended. Okay. I am offended. 
And maybe we have to have another episode about these men trying to disguise well, stuff as business and it's not business. I hate when people like guys DM me because I don't know if they're like serious about making a purchase or if they're mm-hmm. serious about whatever I posted and responding to it or if they're just trying to spark up a conversation. And so yeah. typically I won't respond. Mm-hmm. And I have this one client, which I don't really know if they're my client anymore. Yeah. But he like DM me apparently on Instagram and it was in my request. Mm-hmm. And I think I had saw it, but like he doesn't really have pictures on his Instagram either. So I'm just like, oh, so I don't know who it was. I don't know who you are. I don't yeah. know if your question is serious. But then he found my number on Instagram and text Gosh. me. And so I knew he was serious then or he mm-hmm. emailed me one of the two. Like yeah. a, a good way to contact me is text or email. Yeah. And I say that on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually reached out and said that he was like looking for something. So like I met them in person, him, his wife and his kid. I didn't even know mm-hmm. he was a kid or a wife or anything. But mm-hmm. oh, but yeah. So I don't really know if they're like reaching out to be serious or not oh, serious. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know how to respond. Well, what did they say? If to respond. What did this person say specifically? I don't I don't know. I'd have to find his request in my DM. Oh, to me, it depends on what they're saying. Because normally if they want business-related stuff, they just get to the point. But you they know how will, men are. But then if I respond and now they're my regular one, they may have mm-hmm. been someone that was just sending hearts for oh. the longest time on pictures. And then they finally ask us questions, so I answer it. Oh, yeah. I ignore, I ignore those and people. And so then I'm just like, okay, like you weren't really serious. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what you're, you're talking about. Yeah. No, I ignore those people because it's always stupid. Like it's always a game. Because they, they, they notice that the hearts are not working. So then so they then switch. They, yeah. yeah. So like, let me pretend that I'm actually interested in something that she'll respond to. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Immediately, no. Like, I'm not wasting my time responding to you and you're not serious. Like, Right. That's stupid. Don't play in my DMs. Don't play in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is a business, not personal. Exactly. <laughs> I try to be personable, but like. Mm-mm. Exactly. Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about on this episode? I don't know. What time is it? I think we did pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I think this was great. So this was a lot longer than we anticipated. It was only supposed to be like 10 or 15 minutes, but clearly we have a lot to tell you guys. I think they'll enjoy this though. Yeah. They'll, they'll love it. So we yeah. got in depth on really how we were yeah. raised and everything too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you guys liked it. Please let us know. Please rate and subscribe to our Mm -hmm. podcast. And share with your friends. Yes. Screenshot it it and post it on your Instagram story. Yes. Just screenshot it. Um, Tag us. And yes, most importantly, tag us. So we can repost it and follow you. Yes. We would love that. We want to see who's listening. Um, But if you rate and subscribe to our podcast, that helps tremendously so that our podcast can be recommended to more people. Mm And so that we can rank and get a good rating. And entertain okay. others. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. <laughs> we went off into a whole another rant instead of just, right? it was still about our lives. And it was, it was, this was fun. This is like, you know, just, it's just a random episode. Just um, shooting the- exactly. <laughs> I, I was I thinking that, but I was like, we're not going to say it. We just talked about that. <laughs> You just talked about it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, thank you so much for listening. Our episodes will not normally be like this, okay? <laughs> They're going to be structured, I promise. This was just a first episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, um, and we'll tune in next time. And we'll cover a lot more in depth about responding to people. and. <laughs>
<laughs> learning more about yourself and things like that, business-wise. Yes. More fun topics. Things that we've encountered or other people that we know that have encountered and just say how they got over those things and how they're doing now. Yes, all that. And we'll actually read one of the messages that that man sent to Gabby. All right, oh! bye, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>